For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You heard it. Leadership in action. That is us. We're on Sirius XM's Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Channel 132. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Yuseem. I'm with the Center for Leadership and Change here at the Wharton School and with the McNulty Leadership Program as well. And with me in the studio is my friend, my colleague, my co-host, Ann Greenhall, Deputy Director of the McNulty Leadership Program. And our guest now is actually in the studio with us. So thank you. Thank you, Uzi, for being here. So Uzi Hanuni is the founder and chief executive of Max Tech Networks, an Israeli-based technology firm. Uh, among other things, it played a significant role in the rescue of the wild boar soccer team last summer as they got trapped in um, a very deep and extensive cave system in Thailand. We'll be talking about that. But also, Uzi, thank you for coming all the way to, from Israel to uh, now present at a conference we do. I think it's an annual conference, the Wharton Israel Conference, which we are staging tomorrow. You're going to be one of the main speakers there. So, Uzi, great to have you here. And if you wouldn't mind just saying a few words about the company, who got it going, uh, what you make, <laughs> who are your customers, and why do you have all the fun? So there it is. <laughs> So um, thank you for having me here. Um, I think that the fun is uh, to save lives. Oh, okay. This is the most important thing. The, this is the fun. No argument. Um, yeah, yes, uh, when, when you do things like that, uh, you are fully satisfied, and uh, this is what runs you. Um, the company is, uh, as you mentioned, based in Israel. We, de- we developed um, a technology that enables com- radio devices to communicate without leaning on any infrastructure whatsoever. And, uh, and our first customers are uh, first responders, um, um, some special ops, and basically this is the, ma- major, the majority of our customers. So if Ann and I are special ops, uh, yes. we can think about that, Ann. <laughs> right. And we Ready, wanna, Mike. <laughs> we're, we're both in the, uh, the Huntsman Hall, it's called, the building we're in right yeah. here on the Wharton campus. Mm-hmm. And we'd like to communicate. We've got a great mobile phone here and, and yes. excellent communication. So <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, how does your technology go above and beyond that? Okay. So... Um, so technology is surrounding us, but w- what we are forgetting is that uh, the technology that's surrounding us is infra- infrastructure technology. Mm-hmm. It means that uh, you have antenna all around, all, all over around the campus that enables you to communicate with your, mm-hmm. with with, uh, with whomever you want. Now, if from some reason this infrastructure collapse. Uh, collapses be- because of a uh, natural disaster, because of uh, earthquake, whatever, tornado, you name it, then your cell phone is useless. Yeah. What do you do with it? So our technology is overcoming this problem. Our technology yeah. enables peop- enable people to communicate with others through other people in between. Uzi, I'm thinking of a very contemporary moment. About 10 days ago, uh, the island of Sulawesi in Indonesia had a terrible earthquake not too far from a city called Palu. And uh, I'll make it very personal. We know some people who are well familiar, in fact, residents of that area. And it took about a week to reach them since the normal means of communication, great mobile service they had, completely gone and your technology would simply be in place even if everything is knocked out. How, how does it work? Okay. So uh, it, it all starts when, um, when you think about uh, how to enforce a, a radio communication with mathematics and with, with, uh, with a smart technology that enables to, to uh, uh, create multiple paths from one radio to other with, without that in that each one of the radios that in between become part of a virtual infrastructure mm-hmm. this is the 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 smart thing behind the technology but i think that the true story where this technology came from start i think back in september 11 for me mm-hmm. 
this is where where I start to think about this kind of technology because the questions that you asked a, a minute ago were all related to what I what I would do in the campus and what uh, they do in uh, in Indonesia and yeah. uh, and in other places so September 11 was uh, was a, a case like like that where where out of the 2977 people that lost their lives there 412 were first responders and those first responders died because the the antenna that was one on of top on, on one of top, on one on the top of one of the building actually collapsed collapsed with the, with the, with the, with a crash of the planes and 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 neither one of the first responders could could communicate with with his yeah. fellow mates inside mm. so i decided to take it as a life mission to to um to build a technology that will overcome this uh, problem and this is what i did uh, and and so if you think about september september 11 the same technology that was developed due to that event was the one that we used in the thai cave rescue mission mm-hmm. very good now Thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure and an honor to speak with you. Before that time, before you had that eureka moment of this is what I want to dedicate my life to, what had you been doing? Okay. <laughs> so this is, <laughs> I don't know where you got those questions from, but it's like like you're reading my mind. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so so, um, so I, I will try to say to you that Just three months ago, after the Thai Caps uh, 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 rescue mission, I realized what what is my mission in life because from the time that I re- remember myself doing things with technology uh, uh, you know uh, it was uh, when I served in the Israeli IDF um, in, in defense forces and uh, I uh, developed a, a system that prevent friendly fire um, uh, so so because I I always look on the persons not about the you know if there if there is a earthquake yeah. everybody's talking about the the massive loss of lives and mm-hmm. and, and 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 things like that but I'm I'm thinking about the person himself mm-hmm. that lost his that mm-hmm. lost his life or what about his wife mm-hmm. and family mm-hmm. and things like that and this is what in, uh, uh, inspired me to to bring solutions so one thing was the this uh, friendly fire when I got released from the army uh, I read an article about uh, children that are risking their lives and losing their lives in minefields in uh, Africa yes mm-hmm. so I decided to um, to solve this problem as well so I I I, I thought what can be done in order to do that so I innovated uh, uh, a game that That they can put on their um, chest and whenever they are getting close to clo- to minefields it's uh, it, it sounds a mm. uh, very scary sound and they are know that they need to get away and September 11 was the the, mm. the, um, the most uh, inspiring unfortunately mm. uh, unfortunately uh, event that uh, mm. I decided to to devote my life to do this and Uh, and and the Thai cave the Thai cave uh, rescue mission was the outcome of it so just then I realized that my mission mm-hmm. is to be a serial high-tech life savior <laughs> and, oh, wonderful and and <laughs> um, and I think that this is what brings me to my next mission in life uh, to to <laughs> to try to save the lives of uh, hundreds and thousands of people and Uh, also with with smart technology and and taking this technology to uh, to be in, in in the possess of each and every one of us and and your fellow mates mm-hmm. your neighbors mm-hmm. the first responders maybe will be the one that say will save you in the event of hurricane or tornado or flood or mud flood or whatever it is there mm. maybe just one more okay, if I may okay so I I well first thank you <laughs> thank you and in order to be a serial high-tech lifesaver what's required is an engineering background required or is it simply just sheer determination and vision I think that it's uh, 
It's a combination. It's a combination of uh, many things. But first and foremost, I think it's the values, the values that you raise uh, upon, and your beliefs, mm-hmm. and. Um, I think that uh, this is the most important thing. And then you can add to it um, you can add to it the your engineering skills mm-hmm. and 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 your uh, devotion to mm-hmm. to the to the uh, to sacred life you mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. right word. Yeah. Uh, so so I think this is the combination of of all those Things. Oh, very good but it starts with values yes <laughs> all, with always values. always with values mm-hmm. and 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 then when you take values uh, so so the next thing is uh, is the grant work that you need to do daily to 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 make sure that you will stick to your values mm-hmm. and to work hard to to gain what what to protect those values and mm-hmm. to to gain what you want from from it very good all right Mike yeah <laughs> um, Uzi, let's spend a few more minutes then on the technology. Like I think Ann and I are just riveted by <laughs> yeah, what you've been right. saying here yes. and why you're doing it and, and so many applications. And to take an example that actually we've come to know a little uh, about a little bit directly, uh, the firefighter in charge on the morning of 9-11 in the North Tower as firefighter. Fire and rescue are coming in to get people out of the building is a guy named Joseph Pfeiffer became very well known is well known and he did not know what was happening when the South Tower came he's in the North Tower the lobby mm-hmm. but when the South Tower came down close to 10 o'clock an hour or so after it was hit uh, just a uh, just a overwhelming event and And uh, Joe Pfeiffer didn't know exactly what was going on because he's inside a neighboring building, but he did know that everybody had to get out now from the North Tower. Uh, there were a lot of people upstairs that he had sent up, New York firefighters, several hundred in fact. And uh, he sent he sent the mayday up, mayday, 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 get out of here now. But of course, the record is that many never heard that because right. the communications had been cut to those upper floors. That's right. So with your, your technology, that would have been averted, do you think? Or at least uh, there would have, yes. they would have known. They didn't have long to get out of there. But, uh, yes, yes, definitely yes. Um, um, I, I, will try, I, I will try to explain more about the Thai cave situation so you will be able to reflect from Perfect. that. Perfect. Um, so, so by the time you, we, you heard about uh, in the news about the Thai um, uh, situation, the Thai cave situation, uh, my agent called me from, from Thailand and told me that uh, they need radio devices that can work in a very hostile environment like the cave. The thick wall of the cave and the water and all the, 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 the mud and all the environment there wouldn't enable regular radio devices to work so without uh, without radio devices they cannot manage the the rescue mission they cannot penetrate into the cave without risking their own lives so um, so um, so we decided to bring our technology there and within 20 hours our radios and one of my engineers Yuval was there and With the equipment and they were doing whatever it takes to to um, uh, to to manage this uh, rescue uh, mission and suddenly the rescuer uh, uh, realized how they can manage easily without mm. deploying any infrastructure just holding the radio in their hands and they can communicate with each, with each other and 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 reach to uh, places where in inside the cave because it's a very complex uh, co- complicated complex uh, of tunnels and in, in, in a very big big cave uh, in in our uh, it's it's like 10 kilometers or, yeah. or something mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. it's like six seven mm-hmm. miles right. I don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. that exact uh, <laughs> scale here uh, but 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 it was a uh, very complex and and they were deep in the in the in the cave and and we saved a lot of time in the rescue mission 
And without our radio, those kids were probably died. Hmm. So in, if you reflect it to September 11, just imagine that the, in each floor you had a, a firefighter mm-hmm. and, and with a radio. So the one in the entrance could speak with the one on the top because there are many in between. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is what we did. <laughs> Uzi, hang on for just a second. I need to remind our listeners that we are <laughs> talking with you, Uzi Hanuni, uh, the, uh, the CEO of what's called Max Tech Networks, among other things, making radios of which we've been speaking. Uh, he's in the studio with us, and I'm Mike Yusim, and I'm here with my friend Ann Greenhall. And Uzi, to get back on... Uh, uh, to get back on that, help us understand where neither of us are engineers, but give us the um, kind of the, the 101 version of, of how exactly this technology works. Okay. So, um, so you're, when we were young, there was a game that you were whispering into the ear of your <laughs> fellow mate and a mm-hmm. sentence, and he needs to transfer it to, to the other guy. <laughs> and eventually, the, the person <laughs> in the other end said, what was the sentence? Mm-hmm. Usually, it was completely wrong, different, right. completely different right. than yeah. what you, uh, yeah. you meant. So I think that this is, this is what we do, but wirelessly. So, so we, we're doing a very sophisticated mathematical algorithm that, that, uh, that um, calculate the various paths paths that the radio transmission can pass through uh, the radios and we we find the best route or mm-hmm. the best path for the radio transmission to pass uh, from one radio to the other. So we're making sure that each and every one radio in the group will get the information um, uh, that was transmitted in the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the group. And uh, this is what this is generally what we do. So it's involved a lot of uh, mathematics, a lot of understanding of radio frequencies and how, how it's uh, um, being uh, uh, spread in the air and in, 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 uh, and, uh, in uh, various environments. And there is a lot of AI there, artificial intelligence, to, uh, to calculate uh, the best route, to, to uh, uh, calculate the f- the best f- to to choose the best frequency, the best modulation. This is a lot of uh, high tech words of uh, radios, uh, equipment, and RF. But this is what we do. This is uh, the only way to overcome these uh, challenges. Yeah. Uh, just one last question for me, then over to Anne. I'm thinking in my kind of layperson's terms here that uh, there are a number of people with these radios, and they're yes. kind of spread through the cave system, and each radio is both a receiver and a transmitter. power booster or transmitter. Exactly. You got it. And so... <laughs> Mike uh, studied physics. Okay. <laughs> Many people don't know that. Yeah, but, but, but not so much the engineering. <laughs> I thought that you were a leadership expert. Okay. <laughs> he is. It's all about physics. Mike's a it's resident all renaissance yeah, It's all about okay. physics. <laughs> so uh, uh, watching how some technology companies will sit on an idea and nurture it, sometimes for months, sometimes for years. 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 Uh, requires a lot of patience, determination, That's and cool. being convinced that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So <laughs> just talk a little bit about development, <laughs> the development of this technology. How long did it take? Oh. Were there moments? Okay. So, um, so I can remember that when we started uh, the company, uh, everybody told me, oh, it cannot be done. Uh, mesh algorithms. Th- this is the mm-hmm. algorithm that we are. The, the topology that we chose called mesh, but it's our algorithm. Are never prevailed. There are a lot of uh, problems in the mathematical algorithm that uh, to manage this network, it's, it's a lot of. Uh, uh, consuming a lot of uh, bandwidth to manage the network, so there is not sufficient bandwidth to to the payload to, to transmit uh, the information, and so we needed to think out of the box. Uh, and and once we realized that, we came up with an idea that, uh, in mathematical terms, made this uh, happen. When where all the other algorithms uh, consume seventy five percent of the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. To manage the network, <laughs> our topology consume only 25%. And uh, 
And that was the real breakthrough. And this is what uh, made the technology available for handheld devices, for mobile, uh, highly mobile devices. And this is what, what made it. It took us... Um, Literally, I can say six years to develop this technology to bring it to to um where it is. We had a lot of uh, failures in the way in the yeah. in, mm-hmm. in the road and uh, and I think that the determination is the uh, is one of the key success factor I think. Mm-hmm. Uzi, just to make a comment, you're a very patient guy. (laughs) (laughs) Six years. And persistent. And persistent, resilient, Mm -hmm. patient. Mm -hmm. And you no doubt had an ability, I'm going to ask you a question about this, to help people around you stay focused and committed. Yes. And you probably had an investor to early stage that stayed with you. So what did it take to convince them over a six-year period, don't give up, guys? Okay, so uh, this is this is a very interesting question. Uh, uh, so I can say that the people that work in Maxtech are in the company for more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, so th- they believe in the mission, they yeah. believe in the cause, they believe in what they are doing, and they believe that life-saving is, is the most important thing. Uh, it's not always about the money, and we need to bear that in mind. Because uh, we all the time think about making money, 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 and then we lose mm-hmm. lives and it mm-hmm. means nothing. So, so this is the first thing. Uh, the second thing is that uh, we have investors, very good investors, that knew from the beginning that this is what we are going to do. This is my life mission, and whomever wants to join me to this life mission uh, is more than welcome. So with you or without you, I will do that. <laughs> uh, I hope that it will be with you and with your money. And if it will not be with you and with your money, I will find a way to, because life find their way out. This is my belief. Did the start of Max Tech Networks coincide with the creation of this radio technology? Are, are they one and the same? Or do you have other technology products no, the, the, so the, the answer for that is that you never uh, you never walk uh, uh, in a bright morning and uh, the sun is there and you you have the idea and you said okay this is what I'm going to do. It's it's evolving. Mm-hmm. It's evolving. So you see us. You 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 recognize uh, something and you, you want to test it and you then you go over it again and again. So I think that September 11 was the inspiring, unfortunately, mm-hmm. inspiring mm-hmm. moment. It took us three, September 11, three years uh, from that event to, to purify what we really want to, to bring. Mm-hmm. And then we established a company uh, and then we, we started to, to develop the, the real technology behind it. Mm-hmm. So, so I, yeah, if it's answer your answer. question, it very yes, absolutely. And Uzi, when you say we established a company, um, are you speaking, following up on Mike's questions about the investors, the people who believed in you? Who who is who is we? So so um, so we is um, is is the you know everything in Maxtech. It's not me. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's we. Right. It's we. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just one of many others that uh, that that contribute to this uh, amazing uh, thing. Um, so so I had uh, uh, three uh, friends that uh, together we established a company. Great. Um, and each one of us has a specific role. Uh, I came up with uh, the idea, and uh, they came with a you know with a with how to make it mm-hmm. you know in the I, I would like to mention something if I may please which yes. is uh, related to to the Jewish <laughs> sorry to say mm-hmm. but to the Jewish uh, mm-hmm. traditions uh, you say the wisdom is the is is the bright light that you get from from God from creation <laughs> that give you the idea then the second thing is the 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 way to build it mm-hmm. 
how to build it. You have an idea, but you mm-hmm. need to build it. <laughs> and the third and most important thing is to love it. <laughs> Without <laughs> loving what you do, you cannot make it happen. <laughs> so it's, it's the combination of those three mm-hmm. things. So, so I found it with mm-hmm. my team mm-hmm. and they are, uh, and right mm-hmm. now the technology is way behind, uh, it's bigger than us, it's bigger than what we, each and every one of us can, can actually do. It's wonderful. So it's head, hand and heart. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. My head, head and heart. That's what I would take it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would quote it. Very good. It's yes. yours. <laughs> <laughs> So, Uzi, we're going to take a, um, a breather in just a couple seconds. Uh, and a question we're going to come back to is to think about how, how your technology works on the ground. I'd love to have you describe yeah. when we come back in just about a, three minutes here uh, the cave system, where your radios were, how they communicated. Okay. Uh, and just uh, for listeners that don't fully recall, this is um, an event now a couple months ago. Um, a young uh, soccer team, the Wild Boars, and their coach, a fairly young 15-year-old, uh, went into a cave system. It's the rainy season in Thailand, uh, and the lengthy entry that they uh, took going into the cave as they're trying to come back out, that actually parts of it filled with water and became impassable, so they were lost, uh, disappeared. Uh, in the end, as I recall from press reports, about 10,000 people showed up to help. So when we come back, we're going to hear, <laughs> going to want to hear more about that. Um, and uh, just to wrap it up now as a, a brief summary, a momentary summary, want everybody to stay tuned. We're going to talk uh, uh, more with uh, Uzi Hanuni from Max Tech Networks about the power of this, uh, this, uh, this technology. It took some years to create. He's got it. It uh, made a difference in Thailand. 13 Young boys came out of there uh, safe and sound in the end. It was an amazing rescue. You had something to do with that for sure. In the meantime, listeners, you are listening to Sirius XM Channel 132. Stay tuned. We're going to be back in just a couple minutes. Don't go away with Uzi Hanuni of Max Tech Networks. Uh, you're listening to Leadership in Action, business radio powered by the Wharton School. But for now... only in my dreams that I can change the world. Nice Welcome back. Leadership in Action, Sirius XM's business radio powered by the Wharton School. You're on Channel 132. I'm here with Ann Greenhall, my colleague and friend. I'm Mike Hussein, and we're both with the McNulty Leadership Program here at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. And we've been in direct discussion, he's here in the studio, with the founder and CEO of Max Tech Networks, Uzi Hanuni. And Uzi, just to jump right back into where we broke off a couple minutes ago, I'd like us just to work forward almost chronologically uh, around the rescue of the wild boars, the soccer team of young boys, 13 all together with their coach, as they were trapped in this cave system in, in northern Thailand, up near the border with uh, Myanmar there. And I assume at the time, but let me ask the question, I'm assuming that you're at your firm, you're somewhere outside of Tel Aviv probably, and uh, I think you got a phone call and just take it from there. What happened? So um, I received a phone call from my uh, distributor in uh, Thailand calling me, tell me that, telling me that there is a situation in Thailand where they need our radios and the Thai Navy SEALs are willing to pay any amount of money. Just bring them the radio that it can make the difference. Um, I'm not much of a news fan, so I, I didn't know about what he's talking about. So I asked him, I asked him uh, more questions mm. and he told me that uh, there is a situation about uh, 12 kids and uh, their soccer coach that were lost in a cave uh, somewhere in uh, Changre, I think. And, uh, and they need uh, our radio that those radio can make the difference. So I told him, why you are talking about uh, selling the radios? Let's ship the radios to them immediately. Let's, uh, let's do whatever it takes to save those kids' lives. And this is what we did. And within, within uh, 20 hours, 
17 of our radios and this is what we had in uh, in our inventory but at that time <laughs> and uh, my engineer were were on a plane direct uh, directly to to the scene and um, and and they start working with the radios and the Navy seals there were excited about what uh, what happened and they were they showed their appreciation later on I I think that uh, you know what what shocked me um, was out of the mm. sudden I got so much love from mm. from the Thai people mm. and the <laughs> It, it I my Facebook uh, my wall was like thank you thank you mm. thank you oh. uh, you are uh, yeah. saving the the kids and things like that I never thought about these things and uh, it's really warm-hearted mm. uh, feeling who is it by by way of a parallel during the rescue of the 33 miners in Chile an issue there again was equipment Chile did not have the mining equipment that would allow them to get to the miners they were about a half mile below the surface the rescue crew up in northern Chile called the president of the country he called the White House uh, the question to Barack Obama is do you think you can get some equipment that happened to be with a couple companies here in Pennsylvania White House called back in a few minutes and said yep we got it it's coming and uh, it's going to be shipped for free so you decided to just send it to him and then my guess is a couple of your people that may have already been based in Thailand then went north waves up very in northern Thailand to help the uh, well the divers the army there's a huge presence of rescue people learn how to operate how tough was that how hard was it to operate so um, so um, you know when you hear about such a situation you don't have enough time to think uh, you know about all the details you just need to take in action and to do things yeah. and 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 every pitfall you say that you run into you need to overcome it <laughs> and 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 this is what we did so in order to deliver the radio from Israel for instance we needed uh, a license so we needed to run to the uh, officers and in, in in Tel Aviv and to get the license <laughs> To, to release the radio from from Israel and uh, we needed to find the right person in uh, Thailand that will take my 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 guy with the radios from the airport <laughs> directly to the to the scene so it, it's a lot of uh, logistic that behind it uh, you never planned it like a, <laughs> draw it like a, on a on a white uh, paper <laughs> it's come out like that. And this is what we did, so uh, it's great. And Uzi, once mm. once the radios arrive, so help me picture this. We have we have cave, we have water, we have mud, we have 17 radios. Did yes. I hear you right? Yes. How are they deployed? So each one of the rescuer took the radio ah. and they started to to uh, walk in into the cave. So when they're walking into the cave, they're walking into uh, different directions mm -hmm. uh, because they didn't know where their kids are exactly. And, and the radios communicating with each other. So mm -hmm. they keep, keep uh, the, the um, connection between the, the um, uh, entrance of the cave to mm -hmm. the last person inside the cave. And everybody knows where they are, and they can communicate, and can they can say, okay, we, we this is a dead end. We can go to another direction. I'm okay. I'm not okay. All these things uh, were done with our radios, and without those radios, at that, that moment, it would take them few more days to to yeah. overcome those logistic problems, and those days were crucial. Absolutely. So now. Uh, help me understand this. I know that eventually the children had to go dive, dive and yes. that that was a very um, <laughs> high anxiety <laughs> moment. Would the children be able to do this? So how how were the radios deployed at, in those moments okay. when the seals had to transport the children underwater? Yes. So, so the radio cannot work underwater, but okay. they can. But they could work until the critical point 
in the cave where the diver needed to dive. Okay. So, and, and that point was 1.5 mile or something like that inside the cave. And, and, and this is a very, very critical point mm-hmm. where all the logistic is being done there. Mm-hmm. Bring me more oxygen, bring me more suits. I need, I need more people, take the child, this is the conditions. All these things couldn't uh, be managed without those radios there in this particular uh, spot. When they dive, when they are diving, they do the, the, what they need to do mm-hmm. in, in, uh, under the water. They cannot communicate mm-hmm. and, the, and communication is the least uh, important yeah. thing in their mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but it's when they surface when they when surface, surface and when they go down down under 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 the yeah. water all right one one more uh, naive question so the I understand that the radios operate uh, by way of radio frequency yes. I also understand that the signal uh, is focused and amplified is there a power source that is necessary for the radio to operate yes it's a battery 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 okay. and, and you need to remember when you when we develop this these radios it's not just a that you develop a radio and said okay this will, you need to think about all the parameters of logistic how many hours those radio can work exactly so those radio could work for 10 hours without replacing a battery hmm. and this is they are highly power efficient this is one of the things that when you are developing uh, um, such an equipment you need to think not just about the mathematics the logistic the physics you need to think about uh, everything. all the everything yeah. all the parameters mm. that uh, that involve in such a, a handle device it need to be a small size lightweight mm-hmm. tough enough mm-hmm. to overcome the hectic uh, yeah so with the radios things. then mm. say all right so we're in a cave it's mm. pitch black I can't yeah. see mm. Do I place the radio at my feet <laughs> and listen to it as I am so preparing the child to go underwater and dive <laughs> so so um, so because the radio are working all the time because mm-hmm. even radios that are not in uh, that the, the user the first responder are not talking to mm-hmm. are still part of the infrastructure so mm-hmm. they they hold the radio on their body and And the radio are part of the virtual infrastructure and when they are not talking mm-hmm. to it uh, with it uh, then then they are part of the virtual infrastructure and when they are talking to it they are mm-hmm. just pushing the PTT push to talk too technical technical terms I'm sorry for that is there um, uh, accompanying the radio any um, like satellite locating no just no okay this is a very good uh, question but I will oh, elaborate more I w- no 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 <laughs> it's really really important what you said now I will elaborate more about it. When you're thinking about creating uh, such device you need to think about all the parameters if it will work above ground right it's different electronic if it's working underground or below surface mm-hmm. it's different because you cannot use satellite for synchronization uh-huh. you cannot use satellite uh, satellite GPS uh, mm-hmm. I mean for synchronization you cannot use it for location you need to be to To, to build a device that will be very very smart cost efficient mm-hmm. uh, lightweight <laughs> and that can work above ground and underground in all all in all the in all the environments mm-hmm. and this is this is, so what you asked I, mm-hmm. I elaborated more, yes, no, it's great but Thank this you. is exactly um, this is exactly mm-hmm. what we what we developed and this is why it took us uh, so many years to As you asked me before yeah. yeah and did these special special ops Navy seals did they carry extra batteries with them was this something that yes they did okay. yes uh, they, they, we provided the radios mm-hmm. uh, for them with the uh, two battery each mm-hmm. and we were charging the batteries uh, mm-hmm. sequentially and mm-hmm. okay. they were using it like that very good all right Mike <laughs> uh, well Uzi, let's keep going along this line and uh, I'm gonna make this up as I say it but there were passages above water and then occasionally to connect one mm-hmm. passage to the other you had to dive and for some minutes you were underwater and I assume thus these devices 
made the underwater passage in some kind of a, a sealed uh, device so that they weren't damaged by the water. They, are, they can work underwater as well. Oh, excellent. So, so it's, they're sealed. And so now, just to visualize this, we've got these radios sort of along a long path spread out. Did one reach the cavity where the wild boars were residing, all the way in to where the team was? Uh, no, because the, the, in, in, if you... Um, uh, so, because I know the exact uh, structure of the cave, I can try to describe it to you. There were two chambers where uh, the Navy SEALs need to dive from one, mm-hmm. From, mm-hmm. from one point to one chamber and from that chamber to another uh, chamber where the kids were, mm-hmm. uh, when the kids were. So, um, so we provided the communication until the second chamber, not, uh, not yep. uh, so from the point that they needed to dive to the kids. Uh, it, the distance was like mm-hmm. uh, 50 to 60 meters. Uh, underwater, so we provided them a cable, special cable that they could that they could uh, co- connect the radios in one end to the oh. to the cable and to the in the other end, the other side of the water to another radio, and that they could keep the line going even underwater uh, for for the until the second yeah. chamber. But they, we 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 haven't reached to the point where the children were. Yeah. Mm. Although you were servicing the rescue crew, and so that explains yes. that. But that's yeah. really interesting as I'm trying to visualize or kind of mentally reason through how radio signals are transmitted through very dense rock that define most of the cave. Yes. So, so sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, uh, as we know, uh, this is physics. Uh, radio signal uh, are passing through line of sight. So if there is a thick wall, they cannot pass. So what we are doing... Mm-hmm. By by positioning the people or the mm-hmm. the people are, as I mentioned, are that are holding the radio are part of the infrastructure. So each person is actually in a line of sight with the other person. Yeah. So they bypass the obstacles. If there is a path, if there yeah. is a if there is mm-hmm. a wall and they are stuck in a chamber, radio signal cannot come out yeah. of from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are not magicians. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Your next venture capital <laughs> right. fundraising. Uh, Uzi, just to make a comment, I think we're listening to you describe leadership in action. <laughs> I think and that's let true. Me just, let me just remind the listeners <laughs> right. that's the very show that we're on. This mm-hmm. is Leadership in Action. I'm with Ann Greenhall. I'm Mike Usain. Uh We're with uh, you, Uzi Hanuni the founder and CEO of Max Tech Networks. And we've been talking about the role that the um, very high technology radio system that Uzi's firm developed played in the location and then the extraction of the 13 members of the Wild Boars team in Thailand a couple months ago. By the way, if you want to join this discussion, we'll invite you to give us a call at 844-942-7866. And Uzi, as we begin now to run, uh, uh, not too much time left to run down, so we're getting to that point where we need to think about uh, some questions we haven't asked so far. So here's mine. Anne's going to have one or two as well. <laughs> uh, you've got quite a bit of attention on this for for, for good reason. And uh, as you now develop out the technology, build it out, make it commercial, um, my guess is you've had a few people step forward ready to help fund all the above. So what's happened since the, the cave rescue? Oh, so um, so um, we were all over the news. So um, we got uh, calls from Brazil, mm-hmm. from Argentina, from South Africa. Uh, people wanted to, um, to use the technology for mines. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we signed a um, few agreement with the local distributors in Latin America, Peru, I can, Guatemala, yeah. countries that we never thought that we will uh, approach with our technology too. Uh, Southeast Asia is um, one of our major uh, client mm. base, and we got a huge response from them. And actually, the most uh, interesting thing is that uh, there are some a group of Singaporeans that are 
king to invest in the company now. And uh, everything came out from this uh, Thailand yeah. uh, rescue uh, uh, mission. And I think that this is, uh, this is uh, some of the things that uh, happened since that. Yep. Quick question then over to Anne. Is it an issue now of scaling? You've got the technology. You've got it worked out. Your algorithms are there. Proof of concept has just been proven this uh, summer in Thailand. Uh, but now there's a new challenge, which is how do you actually begin to produce not just 17 or 18 sets, but let's make it a couple thousand. How do you sell? How do you distribute? So is this at a point now where uh, scaling is everything for the next couple months? Yes. So so um, so my mission now is to to raise the funds, uh, in to in able to grab all the uh, all the what we call the Thailand blast, or the the, the calls that we received from uh, all over the world. We want to reduce the price of the radios to make it affordable to all rescue. Uh, uh, teams around the world because we believe that this technology should be in the possess of each and every rescue uh, team um, uh, around the world. And and this is the first thing. And the second thing is uh, what we are trying to uh, create is the next generation of yeah. personal trackers that will enable your neighbors to save you in a situation of uh, natural disaster, uh, uh, and before even the first responders will will reach out to you, ah. and uh, and uh, we believe that this technology, because it's proven, because it's uh, uh, we we have the credibility uh, that we gain, uh, uh, we 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 are will we are more than uh, ready for the next challenge. And and this is where we are heading. Hmm. Oh, I really like that, Uzi. So uh, in answer to Mike's hmm. question, then, you're thinking about scale and also thinking about the next generation of radio. Yes. And in the first case, you would like to have this equipment available to all rescue teams. But beyond that, to have it more, uh, let's say, commercially available to private citizens around the exactly. world. Exactly. So, Mike, here's what I'm picturing. In the same way that you have Sirius XM radio in your car, I you're do. going to have this radio in <laughs> your car. <laughs> yeah, it won't be a radio, actually. It will be some like a bracelet or some kind of uh, small, uh, uh, small, really device that you will carry it on on your body 24/7. Yeah. It will not be part of your cellular right. device, right? Because cellular devices can work only for a few hours after such situation uh, mm -hmm. yeah. occurs so so it will be something like that and it will activate it, it will activate in a, in a artificial intelligence huh. what what means that your wife wouldn't be able to track you <laughs> if, if you are. Oh, there's well, trouble. If, 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 let's rethink this problem. don't right. want it to be <laughs> tracked. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. So do you have other ideas? <laughs> What's the next invention? Um, so, so then, then this tracker this is, tracker is, would be is, the next is, is my next. Uh, but yeah. you never, you never know. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't plan my uh, my inventions, and I I just uh, watch uh, you know some stories and and but mainly I think that. Uh, I'm thinking about the the people, the yeah. the mm -hmm. individuals, mm -hmm. and when you're thinking mm -hmm. about the individuals, mm -hmm. you realize mm -hmm. what is the problem, real what is the real problem, mm -hmm. and not because if you you're looking about, uh, for instance, uh, the hurricane in uh, uh, Katrina, mm -hmm. it was yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so uh, so I'm thinking about the people that chose to stay in their mm -hmm. home to mm -hmm. to protect their uh, mm -hmm. their uh, real estate mm -hmm. or uh, houses but actually they are they are in uh, risking their lives and and the first responders doesn't know that they are there and and I want to s solve this problem I want to save this person that insists mm -hmm. of staying in, in his home mm -hmm. because life is more precious than the, the than than the goods and yeah. Yeah. yeah so 
You Very understand good. What I'm saying? I do. I do, Uzi. Uzi, let me ask you a question. Just uh, we're almost out of time, but just on the purely mm-hmm. technical side, uh, as hurricane, hurricanes have hit Florida, they've hit Texas, uh, they've hit uh, the Philippines. One of the immediate consequences is all forms of communication go down. No internet, no telephone, zero. First responders, consequently, they can see people on roofs, but they don't know who's inside a home. That's right. But an issue here would be is the range of the signal. Mm. Yes. So what what is a typical range, and how far away can responders be when they have found you? So so uh, so in over, in order to overcome this problem, uh. you use the multi hop system. The multi-hop system enables you to transmit the, the transmission to the next nearest mm-hmm. uh, uh, radio and from there to, to the next one and to the next one. And then you can gain uh, uh, the distance. Um, we, we are very, uh, our algorithm is very sophisticated and we can get up to, uh, you know, uh, 12, uh, even more than 12 hops. Uh, for voice, but if for data, it's um, it can be endless number. Mm. So, so we can extend the range to uh, such distance that it will be very reasonable for uh, first responders that are searching in a in a neighborhood or in a city to f- to locate the the exact persons that are there uh, looking for help. Mostly, your mm. neighbor will save you. The the one that are next door to you so (laughs) Uzi it's a little bit like crowdsourcing in reverse here this is going to work if lots of people have that's right and you've got to get it out so yes Uzi I want to thank you for joining our show tonight I want to thank thank you you for what you have done for the people of Thailand Mm -hmm. so if people want to learn more about you or your company how would they do that I think that they can just uh, google (laughs) oh they can they can go to the World on Israel conference. Yeah, in the, very good. That, that's, that's tomorrow. Right. Yeah, that's Important. tomorrow. Yeah, very good. And uh, I think that uh, they can learn from there a lot. Uh, Wharton, uh, Wharton Business School uh, helped me a lot uh, with uh, with all the the after Thai effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, great. Uh, so uh, I have very good friends here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wonderful. And uh, and uh, I really I really think that. Uh, that uh, my relationship with Wharton will be uh, very significant in the next uh, few months. Wonderful. It's great. And I'm thinking that Ann and I are going to be among your first customers when your products are <laughs> right. available on Amazon.com. <laughs> exactly. Every home should have one. Exactly. So, uh, well, listen, thank you on that. I want to thank our listeners for joining us. If you've got a question about us, you know how to reach us, Business Radio at SiriusXM.com. You can follow us on Twitter. At Biz Radio 132, that's her channel, of course. Special thanks to our guest tonight, Patricia Lenkov and Uzi Hanuni. Really appreciate uh, our conversation with both for sure. Want to thank our producer, Patty Hall, who could not be here tonight, but she helped set this up. And tonight, Jeff Simmons, our radio uh, sound engineer, has also been functioning as our producer. So, Jeff, three thanks cheers. for uh, th- two, uh, three cheers for, for two jobs done at the same time. I'm with Ann Hall sitting next to me right here. I'm Mike Hussein. You have been listening to Leadership in Action, Business Radio by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. 